Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. RJ, we're back. Yes. Back from the, well, I don't want to say back from the dead, but uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. And uh, you and I have chatted occasionally here and there, but uh, it feels really good to be recording again. It and, does, uh, yeah. One of, one of our chats, by the way, one of our chats was as I was driving my son's backpack back and forth to school. So that was, uh, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. the kind of windows we were working with. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I think uh, we're we're getting back into the swing of it. We had to dust off the old, the old microphones and... Mine actually yeah. had mine had actually gone underneath our bed, so I had to go. Uh, I had to literally go <laughs> dig it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a new headset in the meantime, yes. and uh, yeah. looking good. Yeah, we're all uh, all ready to go again. Looking more so, official. Uh, anything uh, new since the last time we recorded? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> just a little thing uh, yeah. that weighs about twenty ish. Uh, no, not twenty. She weighs uh, what eight pounds a little bit. She's twenty inches long. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess she's bigger than that now. Um, you know, cause it's been you know, several weeks since she was, you know, measured her weight and all that, but yeah, just a little baby girl, uh, Alex, who is, uh, has great lungs and she eats really well. And, uh, and she has the loudest toots, uh, of any, uh, little baby <laughs> I've ever heard. And I, I saw some, uh, some pictures of her that she's already, you're already training her in the prone position. We are training her in the prone position. Yep. Yeah, standing uh, oh, is still waiting a bit. But. We're still waiting on standing. I will have to send you today's picture. She actually getting she's got some really good form. I'm pretty there excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So make sure good. every time she lays down that you put the elbows straight and the legs spread and feet out. That's also important. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, uh. Yeah. Actually, this this picture I will send it to. I mean, I'll send it to you right now. You'll see it. So we got. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good for being you know seven weeks old. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, uh, we we definitely have been a little bit busy around here, and uh, you know, trying and to find as our way. As you're sleeping into... music, you have all the uh, the world championships and uh, final Oslo races, mm-hmm. right? In the yeah, background. Yeah, so you know, they talk about using you know white noise for babies. Actually, what we use is just audio of a shooting range, right? Of, there you go. Uh, during a bias, it's like the you know the the shot and the actually what I use is the ones that that you sent me. Um, I just play them on loop. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, it's also good to expose them really early to Norwegian and German and mm-hmm. French and all the languages she'll need in about, what, 18 years to uh, mm-hmm. to make her debut on the, on the World Cup. So. On the World Cup, yeah. So uh, she's been listening to the, the extra Runde guys. And um, <laughs> and so we're, we're getting the German down at least. Yeah. Ben has been a great big brother. He, uh, he has been helping her with her prone technique. Um, he's nice. very excited. So he's got his mat and he, he unrolls it next to her every day and, uh, <laughs> wants to, wants to show her how it's done. So, um, yeah, you really so need to are, get like a little cool. rifle for him. <laughs> no, seriously. A fake no. one, just to be clear, cause yeah. I know you're in yes. Florida. I don't mean a real <laughs> rifle. I'm sure you could get one at Walmart, but, uh, yeah, now that would not be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but, we gotta uh, get that's them not what I meant. No, no. Yeah. A little, a little, you know, you can get them with the, like the little, the little targets. There you go. Yeah, cool. Because I'm sure it's allowed to just shoot in your backyard, isn't it? Uh, I know you're joking, but um, yeah, you know, I'm not sure if I'm joking. <laughs> not in my in my backyard, it's not, but uh, in uh, in friends of ours, yeah, you could definitely do it. Hmm. 
Yeah, let's not go that direction. Mm-hmm. So how about you guys? Are you uh, have you guys burned down in the in the Canadian fires yet? No, you know what? I mean, I always find it hard to feel sorry for us uh, complaining about the smoke, considering the, the the things people go through that live closer and and have to evacuate and such. But uh, we had about one week where it was really bad. Like uh, it's it it was almost funny where they have the uh, air quality scale one to ten, and then it said eleven. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. I'm, I'm very fortunate to work in the basement in my house. So, yeah. um, I didn't uh, notice it too much, but, uh, yeah, as soon as you went out and I saw you send you a picture at some point, it was real like middle of the day and it was kind of dark yellowish it, sky and just felt really weird, but, uh, it looks yeah. like the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure people have seen pictures from New York and yeah. Washington that look similar. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty bad if you consider that. Um, you know, it's Canada is a large country, but the fact that, that they can see the smoke in, uh, in New York and Washington, and I think even Iceland had some smoke recently. So it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think, you know, we we talk about this sometimes when we interview Europeans, uh, but you know, Canada and the United States are these massive countries, but like Canada, especially like you get not even that far north. I mean, it's just so wooded. There's just so much potential forest mm-hmm. to burn you know yeah um and so i mean that's just I, I i don't even know how you even start to try to get a handle on fires that large i mean i guess you just start where you can and, and start working on it but yeah they have these teams where um if they spot the fire right when it starts they drop them in with planes and helicopters and mm-hmm. then they can usually i think i read somewhere that about 70 percent of the time they can prevent the fire from actually becoming a forest fire but i mean if you if you look up a map of of active fires in Canada, it's it's absurd. And, yeah, uh, it just it feels weird uh, to be speaking, you know, on a podcast about a winter sport while all this is going on. But you know, it's uh, well, it's I mean, just sort of the world we live in. You do see the effects occasionally already with lack of snow, and and yeah. you know, we've seen races in plus ten temperatures, and yeah. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It, it it wouldn't shock me if if our kids actually look at biathlon in a big ski tunnel or, um, yeah, completely artificial snow or, mm-hmm. yeah, indoor or indoor cancellation or or I was gonna say or if it just you know transitions and becomes sort of split evenly between, oh roller skiing and yeah roller skiing uh, and snow skiing. Or we'll just have four events in Yukon and four events in the, the north of Lapland or uh have a couple in Antarctica. Finland. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Go out with uh Ukulek in Greenland. Yeah. She can have a home race. <laughs> <laughs> the Ukulek classic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we need to pitch this to her actually. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I think her whole family is big into biathlon sports, so maybe well, it can say, be the, the Slethemar classic. We'll uh, we'll get into the um, some of the the announcements that have been made since we last recorded in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, we had seen that she and her brother were going to try to do some uh, some single mix relays this year. Nice, yeah, that'd be cool. So he's young. Yeah, it's yeah first. he's very young. Yeah, yeah I think he's, he's still in the juniors. I think, but yeah, I think oh, okay. Just, just for experience and for fun. Uh, I think it'll be very cool to see that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, Was there so, any, any news that jumped at you? I'm, I'm 
guessing that you haven't yeah. really been tracking it every day, but uh Yeah, I was out of out of the loop there for a bit and I asked everybody what happened on uh on Twitter and I got a whole bunch of different responses and um uh I think to start with the big thing I saw and this happened just it was one of the last things I think we talked about um was sort of the coaching change in France. Um mm-hmm. with uh sort of like the men and the I you know we saw just a little bit of it. I think we covered it in our in our weekly or our season wrap up and um I just think that's a you know you don't see coaching changes like that at the big squads all that often. Um because it seemed pretty acrimonious. Well, on both, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and but it, wasn't and, there a bit of a topic last year that they already said that uh, Emile Jacqueline felt like he wasn't supported? Yes, I thought it was yeah. a bit of a news item. Yeah. And yeah, but they, I mean, it just seemed like on the way out that nobody really had anything good things to say about anybody else. Mm. I mean, the the coaches yeah. weren't too pleased with the athletes, and the athletes weren't too pleased with the coaches. And it, I, obviously, it was a good thing for for there to be a split because there there clearly yeah. was not a good working relationship. But man. But it uh, so that uh, one of the coaches, I think the shooting coach Fava, he's still going to the women's side of the French team, which I found a bit surprising. But um, I don't know. I guess if they don't train together, you that don't much. know the situation either, right? But yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, you see it in in all different sports. Like at some point, it's just kind of the connection is lost, and mm-hmm. um, I think it's a lot easier when you're winning. Yeah, and then uh, you know, if things go south a little bit, then. Maybe it's, it's just time for change. So interesting because if you had, you know, like a halfway through, not this most recent season, but the 2021, 2022 season, um, you know, after like the, the holiday break and you had Jacqueline and you had QFM as like one, two in the, on the men's side and the Norwegians weren't doing so well. If you would have told me that a season and a half later, there'd be that sort of split. I just would have been, I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have seen it coming. And then obviously, you know, everything played out the way it did. Hmm. Yeah, it's still. I'm still not sold on on the Norwegians were having a bad season. I think they were just oh, having their yeah. very own preparation for the Olympics. But I mean, that's still. I don't want to take anything away from uh, yeah from Quentin Fiumier. But uh, well, and then uh, Martin Forcad's brothers, the uh, the new head coach for the men. Yeah, and I. Originally, when I saw the news, I just saw Fourcade, and my first response was, "There is no way that Martin Fourcade is coaching." Because, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know the guy, but I just have a really hard time seeing him as a as a coach. Like he's, yeah. you know, kind of a different guy. And I don't know. I yeah. When I saw Simon, that made more sense for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense. I mean, the the French juniors have a bunch of, I guess, I shouldn't even say the junior, juniors because they're moving up, but like Perrault and Lombardo, mm-hmm. are, you know, they've they've obviously worked with him as the juniors coach. So, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to be happy to see him coming up. Yeah, and I it, I thought it was interesting. I read up a little bit about the uh, the new shooting coach Amat mm-hmm. Amat, or um, he was actually a uh, gold medalist in the shooting, so not biathlon huh. but uh like shooting shooting um, Interesting. and he also coached uh chinese in their shooting uh huh. team i had no idea mm-hmm. yeah I, I wouldn't have been able to wouldn't have been able to uh uh pick him out of a lineup so. no me neither <laughs> yeah i'm also not sure if he's french or not but uh hmm. i wasn't able to find out but interesting also on the French team, uh, Justine, Justine Brésard-Boucher coming back. 
Um, yes. I think they're pretty lucky with, um, was it Anai? I forgot her name. Yeah. Chevalier. Chevalier. Her, her yeah. retirement. Yeah. She's retiring. So that creates yeah. a spot because, you know, with the, the young guns that were coming up last year. Yeah. That's still can a be really pretty. Oh, yeah. Team. No kidding. I mean, what? Julia Simone and uh, obviously Rosé Boucher and Jean Monod and Cho- mm-hmm. uh, Chloe Chevalier and Sophie Chabot. And I guess. Yeah. And I, I always do have a bit of a theory that uh, the second year. Is yeah. always yep. tough. Yep. Um, yeah. Form. Even even with, without them, they still have a really strong team. So. Yeah. Oh man, I still. We talked about it so much last year, but like the 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 French team coming up and the the Swedish team that sort of should be at their at their career peak, or I should say at their team peak, kind of with the ages that they have, and then the young Germans mm-hmm. coming up. I think it could be really fun on the on the women's side. Hmm. Well. No. Uh, Stina Nielsen should be in a on a good mindset because I th- I think she got engaged with a, a male biathlete. Did she really? Yeah, I apparently totally they were that. together for a while. Um, I wrote it down somewhere, but I can't. F- oh yeah, uh, Emil Nyqvist. Oh, or yeah. Nyqvist. Sure. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah. Be exciting. So, although <laughs> I don't want to play the bummer card, but. Uh, Cheryl yeah. Eckhoff also uh, got yeah. – oh, no, she got married, right? Not engaged the summer before. She is She is married, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, man, I still love that team. With the, the French? The Ubergs and the – no, the Swedes. Oh, the, the Swedes, yeah. Magnuson and Pearson and and Borson and – I mean, It's going to be interesting to see who's coming up, though. Uh, Well, what's her – the woman who just won the, the IBU Cup? Uh, Tilda. Yeah. Uh, well, Tilda Johansson. Yeah, and then and then Sarah Anderson is is a junior. Hmm. Um, who and they're also be... in the main team as far as I mm-hmm. could find. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that'll be fun. They have so much competition. Oh. Yeah. I want to see. I want to. I mean, obviously, the the summers is not the the it's not the same. But I just want to see. I just want to see how they're all going to look. Hmm. And uh, Lucas Hofer has recently expressed that he's definitely going to try for another oh. season. Ah, you know, I didn't, I will be honest, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. He, uh, well, from what I read, it sounds like that as long as he's healthy in mm-hmm. the preparation, he wants to go for it. Okay. I don't know what would happen if he has another uh, health setback, but uh be good yeah. to see him again. Absolutely. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, because he only really raced, he raced, what, a couple races at the Worlds and that was it? Yeah. That was tough. And it was, was interesting that year. he, because uh, he, he did the training with the Swedish team in he preparation, did. right? We'll see if he does that again. And I kind of felt that maybe that was for him more of a preparation to expose himself to uh, different, you know, training yeah. and coaching methodologies. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, he seems one of those guys you could... Easily envision continuing in biathlon, even not as an athlete, but uh, in some sort of capacity. But um, did you? So we, I always think that the um, the no, I, I I agree with you. I, I actually I do agree with you on that. Um, and I and, and I think we've talked about in the past that Hofer is one of those guys that even once he's not racing anymore, it's hard to see him not like he will be involved. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. just thinking about how he, you know, just thinks about that's a funny statement anyway, but just uh, looking at how he thinks about biathlon and he just keeps looking for like the little edges that you can gain. So you have to imagine that yeah. he's going, he's going to find a way to still be involved, whether it's coaching or involved somewhere. Um, so you I think you're right. Think so, I think eh? that exposing himself to other, other teams and, and things like that. I think that was, it was definitely a moment of growth for him. Um, maybe it didn't work out for his, his biathlon season, but I think for his long-term career, it probably was very good for him. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say that we always mention the uh, the sort of the strange uh, makeup of the Italian team, how they always have these like the very like the very tiny uh, elite teams, and uh, it looks like Vera and Batazzi was bumped back up to the the elite team um, this past year. Yeah, although I also heard that they're that Vera is still practice or uh, training separately from the team. So then it's sort of a one man or one woman elite team with <laughs> Batazzi. Yeah, and she's also <laughs> yeah. apparently expressed that. She definitely is going to give it a go to season and she's kind of leaving the door open for the Olympics. But she yeah. basically said, you know, things can happen that, you know, will set you back quite a ways. And then maybe it's not in the cards, but uh, hmm. yeah. it's good to hear that she's leaving that door open. I would love it. If maybe she not so it. much for, for uh, the teammates, but yeah. although, yeah. yeah, can go both ways. Uh, one of them actually did retire. Her name was... Eleonora uh, Fauner. Yes. Didn't she start a restaurant? I think her family did. And okay. uh, she, yeah, one of her passions was, you know, working in the, in the restaurant and cooking and decided that uh, that gave her more pleasure. Apparently her, her uh, enjoyment in the biathlon world wasn't optimal. So she was Good only 25. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes uh, you, you we need to go visit the restaurant. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've got to find out where that. it is. And when we when we go to when we go to, I think it's the, in Zutirol. Oh, so we, in where Antholz is as well. When we go to the twenty twenty six Olympics, we're gonna have to stop in. I thought we were gonna do a tour this year, this season. Well, we can go this season too. I have no problem <laughs> with that. <laughs> Just some advanced planning, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we gotta scope it out. And then on the men's side, it looks like. Uh, Giacomel is the the only man on the elite side. Mm. No, yeah, Giacomel, and I thought it was one other guy. No, I think it's just him. Hmm. Oh, yeah, no, the only I'm man on the elite of, team, uh, yeah. the Swiss team. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, the uh, look at that. The women on the the Italian team. That's another young team with a ton of talent. Yeah, no kidding. That's Comola and Passler and. Agatala coming up and oh good gracious is it Hannah Ocantala. Hannah Agatala yeah, yeah. They're, well, they are just going to be yeah Vitazzi also um, in an interview explained a little bit what uh, what was going on in the previous seasons hmm. that she uh, had a very hard time mentally and having panic attacks and huh. not doing very well and I think uh, I think I read that the Olympics were sort of a kind of a, a cutoff for her from from where she was more like starting over. Interesting, but um, well, that's cool. I, think, I guess it's sort of a mental like a reset, like that mm-hmm. that thing is behind. Now you can just relax a little. Yeah, bit. and it's you know we've we've mentioned it in previous podcasts where you know there's so much we don't know what's going on, right? And yeah. I mean it was it was very obvious that she wasn't doing well with the shooting, uh, not in the 
last season, but the one before. Mm-hmm. And you do you you assumed that a, a big aspect was the mental part, but uh, you know, I've had a panic attack only once, and it's not fun. Nope. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's yeah. It seems like it's uh, going a lot better with her. So. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, she was just, that was sort of like the great story of last year, or one of the great stories of last year. You mm-hmm. know, when she, when she yeah. came right out at the beginning of the season, it was like, all right, it's a whole new, whole new world, whole new ball game. She's got it back. That was, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the Swiss, obviously Hartweg and, and Stalder will be leading the men. Um, yeah. yeah. So I didn't see, uh, uh, Alyssa Gasprin listed on the, on the, on the squad, I didn't see her. Also, I didn't see her retiring, so I just didn't know if you saw anything about her. No, I I remember seeing Hack. Is it Hackley? Hack- yeah, Lena uh, Lena Hackey Gross. Yeah, yeah, and um, Amy Bazerga. Yeah, those are the names I do remember seeing. Yeah, I know Selena Gasprin retired a couple years ago now, mm. um, and so I didn't know if we had now lost two of the of the three Gasprin sisters. But I'll have to look that up. I did. I didn't mm-hmm. look it up before today. I'll have to go back yeah. and look it up. And uh Norwegian team was yeah. uh in the news quite a bit. The biggest were they ever news item what I found was uh Johannes Stinger's bow falling off his treadmill, his roller skiing <laughs> treadmill. And apparently made a bit of a, a crash because yeah. he uh didn't attach the you know have have the little harness mm-hmm. yeah. with uh like an emergency stop if they fall then the connection breaks and then it should turn off, but apparently he didn't hang it properly. Or oh boy, so he, he <laughs> fell. <laughs> and of course, the thing shoots you right back to the <laughs> to the back of the room. But I don't uh, think it was too bad. Like a, like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Like you just you know it must happen, especially when you're going on for hours and pushing the oh, limit. Yeah. And yeah, it's not yeah. a surprise that those things happen. But yeah, to <laughs> to hear even at that level that well, people still. It makes you feel good, right? Because you know yeah. he didn't put the cable in the right spot. It's, oh uh, man! But he's and, also uh, uh, practicing by himself. That's exactly what I was going to say. He's just practicing yeah. on his own. Because so. I think the rest, I think his brother is also in Norway, and the rest yeah. are somewhere in in Spain, uh, biking a lot. It seems from from social media. You know what? Good go. Uh, it seems he knows what he's doing. Good for him. Oh yeah, yeah. It seemed to work Isn't last his, year. So. His, does does he have a second child now, or is his wife pregnant? Yeah. No, no, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's I think due this summer, so that's one okay. reason why he's uh, yeah training at home. I would, look, I would do the same thing. Um, less less positive news is uh, what I've been reading about Bucken that um, oh no, he's still struggling um, and is still unable to basically unable to train physically. He uh, he's doing a lot of shooting training, but uh, he still is unable to uh, really put himself to the test physically. So He's still such a young guy. Uh, but with yeah, and so obviously so much, so much competition on the Norwegian team. Yeah. But I he mean, did get a spot on the team though. He did, he did, yeah. I just was so much competition. Like you could see him easily just if he's not able to go this this year, you know, being swamped by the mm-hmm. the, the coming talent. But well and I that found would, it interesting that um Apparently, Ziggy Maze had said that, uh, yeah, he's basically has made no progress physically. Um, so, you know, if he's already been working on that for a year and then, you know, 
still basically not much further, why give him a spot and uh, tell Alexander Fjelda, uh, Anderson that there's no room for him? And again, yeah. we don't know. Mm-hmm. We we know less than one percent of what's going on, but uh, there was a bit of a surprise announcement as well, and he felt that uh, you know it all came as a shock. And I think he tried to uh, connect with the Norwegian cross country skiing team, and that didn't work out. I'm not sure why, but uh, I can hmm. imagine that competition there is also not easy. No. Nope. Um, so yeah, he's going back to uh, study, I believe. Hmm. And uh, I think the team made a comment about that they had expected him to give it another shot and try to fight back. But so they're departing, and I can't imagine. Like I don't, I, I don't know if uh, Philip and Alexander are good friends or, you know, just brothers, but don't really see eye to eye. That sure. happens sometimes, mm-hmm. but you can. Assuming they get along, um, that must have a bit yeah, of a negative impact on uh, on Philip yeah. as well. But yeah, that'd be hard yeah. for me. I was yeah, yeah. it'd yeah. just be hard. Yeah, and then I mean, very sad news. Um, and I I'd never heard of the guy, but uh, there was a. Uh. Norwegian athlete who was missing since the middle of March, Sidre Petterson, 26 years old, apparently also oh, big talent. And uh, they have found remains uh, recently and can only, well, they're assuming it's him. They just need to do the, the official tests, I guess, or identification. But that's just so sad. With, uh, with apparently had mental health issues and, yeah I know it happens I, everywhere I, I, but uh, yeah it's... you hate it and, and you just you feel for his family right I mean that's just mm-hmm. I... yeah I didn't want to so think yeah, about not, that too much uh, yeah. not the best news in uh, Norway no. from that perspective but no um, sort of wrapping up our, our, our quick uh, tour of the teams um, I, I did a couple other things I noticed um, that uh, Taro Seppala uh, is not training with the Finnish team. Oh. Um, yeah, so he, uh, I don't know if he doesn't uh, get along 100% with the coaching staff there, but he hmm. had he had decided he wanted to train on his own anyway, so he's just okay. kind of going and doing his own thing. Um, interesting. I Just interesting because he had such a huge breakthrough a couple of years ago. Uh, last year was a bit of a step back, so I don't know, maybe he just wants to go find his own thing and be. And I picked up talking about the Finnish team. I also picked up that uh, Mary Ader, who retired, was it the last season or the season before? Oh, she just retired, yeah. Yeah. She apparently also had some heart issues. No which kidding. Played a role in her retirement, yeah. Huh. Well, you couldn't tell last year. I mean, she was one of the fastest women out there. Mm hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, talking about teams and coaching changes earlier, um, Mark Kirchner from the German team uh, mm-hmm. stepping back. Mm-hmm. And he, he already got a new role as a, I think it was youth development in the uh, German biathlon okay. uh, federation. Mm-hmm. So he might actually be working with uh, Matthias. That's what I was going to say. Arns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So I don't know how, how much that is connected with, you know, Matthias is doing a very young age, I think. Kind of similar to the uh, 
Alberta mm-hmm. training yep. center that he was mm-hmm. doing. Um, so, but I'm assuming that's on the radar of, of youth development. So that should be interesting. And they have uh, the new shooting coach. He was already the assistant coach under Mark Kirchner, if mm-hmm. I understand correctly. Um, and yeah, Mark Kirchner was there th- 13 years. So that's a long time. And they got uh, Jens Fielbrich. I don't know if you know that name. He was I on the uh, cross country skiing tour didn't, didn't recognize uh, it, no. for years. Yeah, it's been been around for a long time. So hmm. my guess is that he'll be doing the skiing part, and uh, and Bella Petch, <laughs> the, uh, the former assistant coach, is taking I over would, the shooting. I would, <laughs> I would hope so. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. And then on the also German side, the uh, the news was that Preutz is definitely mm. coming back again, and they got uh, Groschen on the seniors team, senior That's women's team. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah. 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 That was that was inevitable. That's another team that's going to have trouble, you know, picking picking spots. I think they've got your six. So if you say that uh, Vogt, uh, Kabinger, uh you would think that Preutze would would have a spot. I, I have a feeling that team, that the women's team is, yeah, you know, they got a lot of young ones. Well, not yeah. young, young, but a lot of potential, and um, yeah. the atmosphere seems seems they good seem from really together last year at you know at the worlds like when they were celebrating mm-hmm. uh uh denise uh herman wick when when she won her gold they, they, everyone just seemed like very are you uh, suggesting unified. they were partying so hard because she's finally leaving is that what yeah, you're that's it that's exactly what i'm saying <laughs> they were like oh thank god like we got another yeah. spot finally space um uh yeah but it's just like gonna be nice seeing parts of back and hopefully she can mm-hmm. put together a nice healthy season there's an extra spot available on the Austrian women's team mm, yes, as uh, Katharina Inohofer or Komatz yes. is pregnant. Yes. Congratulations to her and uh, mm-hmm. to her husband. A new biathlon baby. Yeah. But you can't so call it Claire this is, anymore, this is, right? No, no, no. Claire's taken. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be, uh, I would say this is going to be the main competition for, for Ben and, and uh, Alex uh, in yeah. what, 18, good. 20 years or so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In the uh the Olympics in Greenland. The Olympics Northern in Greenland. tip of Greenland. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and I did also read that uh the German Federation is putting a race together for Denise Herman and Vanessa Hintz as sort of a farewell, thank you. Oh. I mean, I can't imagine it being in a very official race, but uh I thought it was still a very nice gesture. Like a summer race? Yeah, I'm guessing, yeah. That'll be but fun. Who knows? It might be might be something in the winter, but uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, speaking yeah, of winter, could. and like I guess we'll we'll move past the uh, the the if you're okay with it, move past the the um the rosters here. Did I see right that um uh of uh oh nuts, Afshalka got a new uh, like a new course. I did not see that. No. Yeah, let me uh, look this up real quick. Yodley. I'll fill that time while you're searching that. Um, there's also the news that Charlotta de Boer, um, German athlete from the cross-country skiing world, is transitioning to biathlon and Another has one. been seen being helped by no other than Denise Herman. No. 
helping her a bit with the transition because obviously that worked out quite well for her. So uh, a new one. Yeah, and I mean she was she's still pretty young. I looked her up on the uh, the FIS cross country skiing side, and she had a few top ten, so it's uh, not bad. But um, she only had a couple of races, I think, on the FIS tour. But uh, yeah, hmm. she's switching. Well, that'll be interesting. Um, I'm going to hear anything. Do we ever hear anything more about um, Lompich or the? I didn't. I didn't see very much about the Slovenian team in all my in my reading. I know uh, uh, Alex Cesar, and uh, I think he has opened. And and forgive me, I might be. I think I saw uh, Instagram about this, so somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But he has started a um, or he has a flight school, so he's actually going to be training flight or fight flight like airplanes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That is very cool. Um, I just uh-huh. one, of, one of the most interesting people in biathlon, at least in my opinion. But uh, I just and you were trying to cut off the uh, the teams, but I still have some more info because I also wanted to mention that uh, Team Canada has been named. I totally, um, yeah, I, I, you're right. I did cut you off. They uh, they're still working with Justin Watsworth as the head coach, but they've mm-hmm. added uh, Andrew Andrew Chisholm who was already uh, a tech, but he's uh, part of the national team coaching now. And uh, Helena Jurgensen, who was um, assisting or working with uh, Matthias at the Alberta Training Center. And she's also going to be a uh, coach on the senior national teams for World Cup and IBU Cup races. Very cool. Um, Zach Connolly, who I briefly talked to... uh, in the IBU Cup in Canmore is part of the uh, main team, senior team. I did not see Trevor Kears, which surprised me. He's the athlete that uh, trained separately in Norway and actually had a number of races on the World Cup, including uh, some uh, relays. Uh, but I did not see his name. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, he's not going to be there, but that surprised me a bit. Um, and two of the athletes that I also was able to interview in Canmore from the women's team are going to be there. Um, Shiloh Russo and Pas- mm-hmm. Pascale Paradis. Um, they are currently listed on the women's team. And I'll throw in one more name of people that I was able to interview in Camor. Kierke Eide from the Norwegian team is also on the senior yes. women's team. Yes. How cool is that? That um, is cool. Yeah. So now we'll see, now that she's in the big team, if she'll still recognize us. Well, she will, because you made such a great impression. <laughs> uh, going back, uh, uh, Parody, I am telling you, I am just a huge fan. I think with her and uh, Emma Lunder and Nadia Moser and... Pfeiffer I, and is, is Sherrington is she still on yep. the national team? Yep. Yeah, I think still uh, listed. Yeah, I really, I really like the the Canadian the women team coming up. The men, mm-hmm. the men too, but but the I really like the women's team. Yeah, the only problem is they're going to have a hard time uh, with shooting practice because they're still working on the uh, oh. the range. They're going to say because they can't the see last the, I heard they can't from see the targets because uh, of all the smoke. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's not too bad, luckily. But uh, yeah, I talked to. Um, one person, well, the person on my, on my team emailed that they're still full in construction and, uh, a lot of things not even started yet. So oh. we'll, uh, 
but I think they have some training in Whistler and they go to Lake Placid and there's plenty of options in North America, luckily. So yeah, come on down to Disney World. Pardon me? Come on down to Disney World. Come on down to Florida. We can roller do some ski? training down here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Have yeah, you gotten roller skis yet? I, I have not, no. Uh, I need to do that before we get out there. Yeah. Um, I, I finally did my first roller ski this summer. Uh, what was it? Last Monday. And it was really good. But uh, I'm still stiff. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the delay? Why did it take so long? Well, so one thing of living in Calgary is that they use uh, gravel to uh, make sure that people don't fly all over the roads in the winter. Mm. And you yeah. can imagine with the pictures that you've seen that there's going to be a lot of gravel and that needs to be cleaned up. And that sometimes you're at the front and sometimes you're at the back of the line. And I think my neighborhood is at the back of the line. So there's still a lot of gravel everywhere. They do, they do come by when the last snow or when the snow disappears uh, to just kind of put it to the side. But I, what I struggle with is um, if I'm going on the road and there's a car passing me, I want to be able to go to the side. But if there's like a bunch of gravel, gravel, then um, that just becomes really risky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I try to stay out, um, well, stay in, I suppose, when there's still lots of gravel. But uh, I was able to get out and it felt really good. So. Hey, um, I was just looking at the Team USA. Joanna Reed, did she retire? I have not heard of any U.S. team retirement. But um, it's a uh, it's. I also it's, haven't been on social media a lot. So late late on Friday night when we're uh, recording this, so I don't know what it was that uh, RJ is open, but it could be anything from a caffeinated beverage to uh, an alcohol. No, beverage. we're gonna we're doing gonna do a quick pronunciation test. Okay. I have no idea. Do you Walsh. not know this brand? I don't know. So it's uh it's actually a, a Dutch brewery, Gols. Definitely. Um, but I <laughs> I may have mentioned this before that I uh, haven't drank any alcohol for the last three or four years. And they came out with a, a very good Radler, which is basically uh, a yeah. lemon drink and zero percent alcohol. So Well there you go. So a lot of people know Heineken from Holland, but yes. uh Gols is definitely a smaller brewery, but uh Excellent beer. You may know them from green bottles that have a white top with a hmm. kind of a bracket. Um, that's typical for their normal beer, but uh, I guess we should call them now for sponsorship. Eh? Uh, yeah, we have just given them <laughs> some pretty good. Uh... Yeah. Nah, I don't like paid sponsorships that way. I want to I wanna say what I feel about products, so... <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, Joanne Reed couldn't find her on the on the website. Hmm. And, uh, also, by the way, are they I, dead? All the the normal names are there. Yeah, never you would expect. But I just want everyone to go to the website, by the way, and just scroll through it. Just go to the usbiathlon.org national team, uh, meet the team, and then scroll through the names, and uh, you'll know what I'm referencing because you'll see it. All of a sudden, the pictures get really wonky. So maybe this is just me, but it's like uh, 
the first three are normal sized and then they have a they get a little bit smaller and then tiny and then huge it's just yeah anyway someone just needs to go back in and reformat this do you see any logic in the size compared to maybe number of years on the world cup or nothing that i can tell because uh bjorn uh vestervelt uh who's a young kid has the biggest picture oh yeah maybe the newest ones yeah, <laughs> you can see the the picture quality go up in, over time. Yeah. Is it, have you re- read anything about Paul Schilmer? Because he got uh, didn't he have an injury in surgery? Yeah, he's he's gonna be back. Okay, good. Yep. Yeah, I think and Paul Schilmer's about be back. being back. Yes, Seamanator. Oh God, he will never has go officially away. Officially announced. Thank God that he's going to be back. And uh, they were joking about that he wants to break the family record because his dad. Alfred or Alfred Ader apparently was also a biathlete and I didn't look it, it up. Was, but, actually. Um, so he's going to turn, Seaman Ader is going to turn 41 in February and apparently that's breaking the family record. All right. But I have yeah. not verified that. So uh, I know that his dad was a uh, biathlete because when I did my big Swiss biathlon thing, uh, uh, he popped up a couple of times. Uh, in okay. The, in the early stages of it, but just I just was reading it. So you've got to be kidding. Like me. just racing against them, or did he work with them? Uh, racing against them, but he was racing against them at ages of like thirty nine and forty and forty one, and mm. that's when he was popping up. And the... <laughs> I was like, "You've got to be kidding me! Why do these guys never retire?" <laughs> it's interesting that that you makes you wonder if that um, it's just like a family, yeah, family thing, a trait, strong, yeah. physical, yeah. Yeah, just keep bullying through it. Do you know if uh, Bjorn Dahlen has kids? I don't know. Those kids would be pretty talented, though. You would think so, yeah. 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 No. <sighs> All right, what did we miss? Uh, I had one more. No, two more things. <laughs> one was uh, something that QFM has mentioned that he... Uh, in the last or the past season, had a lack of confidence and was very disappointed in the results in the beginning, and it was hard to see the positive. Um, mm, obviously, yeah. it makes you think that the, maybe it had to do a little bit with the uh, coaching staff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, started to doubt himself, and uh, apparently, he actually considered ending the season early. Hmm. Um, was he there in Oslo? Do you remember? I don't remember him being there in Oslo, but I also don't remember him leaving the season early hmm. no I, I he probably was and just didn't he you know his racing i think he was there his races just weren't all that great okay yeah and then the last i wanted to mention is uh that apparently vanessa voked has been pretty hard on herself oh. um really tried to work on shooting faster um but ended up shooting herself in the foot with being fast in practice but then when the race came uh, didn't work out so well. Plus, that her shooting percentage wasn't as high as previous season. Um, actually, to the point where I really decided to dive deep in it and doing some analysis on uh, the combination of shooting time and um, and shooting uh, quality or percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still in the making, but I hope to finish that in the next week or so, and we'll publish that on the website. Um, just to, to loop back. Yeah. Fiona, he was in Oslo and he had a terrible weekend. Uh, he went seventh in the sprint. He went second in the pursuit. (laughs) 
and uh, he finished um, uh, fourth in the mass start. So yeah, just just really miserable work there. I don't know yeah. what was wrong with him. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not a a good way to end for the next season already. Eh? <laughs> um, yeah, and and that's I you know it's hard. You hate hearing that about Vogt because obviously everyone you know she we love we love Vanessa Vogt. I mean, she was so much fun to watch in her her rookie mm-hmm. season and. Uh, high expectations last year. We heard um, Anna Gondola actually tell us very similar things about how she was working so hard on improving her shooting speed and in practice she could do it, and then she would get there on the range mm-hmm. and almost like freeze over the shot, like the shot a little bit. And um, obviously, it's uh, something that a lot of these athletes are are feeling when they're doing it. Yeah, and you know, as I mentioned before, the what do you call that sophomore year, mm-hmm. the second year, sophomore year, yeah. Um, when, you know, first year, everything is new and exciting and there's not too many expectations. And yep. although coming off an, uh folk I'm talking about, she came off winning the IBU Cup, right? So I'm sure there was some expectation, but uh, yeah, maybe this now with this under her belt and more experience, hopefully uh, she can be back to the level that, uh, especially at shooting. That she can be, and she was kind of all over the place with the skiing, right? Because she definitely had races where she was in the top mm-hmm. five, even. Yep. Yeah, she would. So, she would have like a race where there. she was like thirty fourth, and a race where she was, you know, seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, question was, for you. I'm, so, yeah, I was going to say before we go anywhere anywhere else, we just looked at all these rosters. Gut reaction: uh, Which roster is your favorite? Not necessarily the best, but the roster you look like you look at, and you're like, I just am really excited to watch these people race. You can choose one for the men and one for the women. Exciting. I think the German women, mm-hmm. although That's... it's kind of between the German, Italian, and Austrian women, but I'll pick the German women. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, uh, French women too, actually. Mm-hmm. But No, the, the women's side is so stacked. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for the men... I mm, I really hope that the Swedish men, specifically oh. Ponsaloma and Samuelson, yeah, are going to be able to uh, offer more competition to the Norwegians. Mm-hmm. Not not more, but like more often. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 really really hoping that the uh, the French men's team is going to benefit from this. Uh, from this coaching change and that it works out for them. Cause it was hard to see, especially Emilien Jacqueline last year. And even the year before where you can just, you know, seemed like it wasn't having a lot of fun. Um, with QFM, it was, it kind of felt like he had a perfect season. And then after that, everything is a bit of a downer. Cause you know, you're not winning everything almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, like you said, it. I think even when he had a weekend, uh, with the results you just mentioned, you're not the only one that in, in your head it sticks like, oh, yeah, I think he just had like a so-so weekend. Yep, yep. Because, and I would imagine after the season he had the year prior that, you know, his goal is kind of the podium. And if he's not on the podium, he's going to be disappointed because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's how good he can be. So hopefully they they can come back and – uh uh, Fabien Claude also on that team, the, yes. the guy that oh, yes. won in Canmore. So, yep, 
and uh, and uh, uh, um, yeah, and Pro, and yeah, so it's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be that'll be a fun group. And I'm really looking forward to the uh, U25 bib on the men's side to see if yes. we see that same Come battle back. between uh, yes. Hartwig and uh, Giacomo. I think it's hard to was... imagine that they would be that close again, but I know, but they're so good. Is there any other U25 that you can think of that might uh, uh challenge? I don't know. I, I guess like it, it, I was going to say some Norwegian, but they'd have to actually make the team. And yeah, that's not like a, that's not well, like an insult. I just the, it, hey, who are they going to bump off? You know. Um, Although um, I forgot his name, he did pretty good in Oslo, and he won uh, a race in Canmore, or even the championship in Canmore. Mm-hmm. Or it was even yeah. Anyway, so it's not like they they're lacking young talent, obviously, but. Yeah, and I, I mentioned to you, I don't know if we want to go into that now or save it for a future episode, but uh, what I'm seeing with the uh, the Norwegian team just really reminds me of, of the Dutch speed skating mm-hmm. team uh, maybe 15 years ago where they were like the creme de la creme and to the point where I remember athletes saying that the qualification for the Olympics to be on yeah. the Dutch team for the Olympics was more stressful than the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, the just, competition just was tougher. <laughs> making it through the trials was the real championships. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we'll leave that for a future episode. Uh, there's, yeah, uh, there are a lot of different ways we can go with that too. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I but think, I would... I'm sorry. No, you you talk first and then. Oh, I was just going to answer my own question. I, I agree with you. I think that the women's team, all of them is the real answer. They're all just, there are a lot of really fun ones, but if I had to choose just one, one exciting women's team. Um, I think that for me, it would be the Italian women's team. Just, I'm, I, I think that they have a chance to be like the French were this year, where it was like, mm-hmm. you know, here's Sophie Chavot and here's, you know, Jean Monod and, you know, then here's Caroline Columba. So I think it could be, you know, something like that. Um, but I could use Yeah. And I, I think mean, the, uh, the mix of kind of, with all respect, old guard versus yeah. the up and coming. Is interesting, and that's what I like about uh, the Austrian team too. Where you mm-hmm. know they had two yep. really good results without Hauser, mm-hmm. um, but I also think you know that balance, like the again disrespectfully, the younger ones pushing the old ones, and at the same time the old ones pushing back and not giving up their spot easily. I think that's a very interesting uh, chemistry in a team to have. You said that just to get my goat, didn't you? No, no, but I, <laughs> no, I agree. That, I that agree. must, that must I, nibble. The, yeah. Well, what do you call that? You know, me, yeah, how they're a little bit frustrated that, yes. Yeah. You know, with, with technically the best skier or the best athlete, not on the team. And then they do, yeah. they do really well. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they just felt they had a point to prove, but. Or, yeah, or, you know, it could, I mean, it could just be a random chance, but also it could just be that without her there, they're like, well, we have to be on our game because she's not there to clean up the. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, clean it up a little bit. Um, but no, I, I think that's, that's fun. Um, and it's sort of a similar thing I see with, uh, um, like you mentioned, the, the, you mentioned the French men. And, and I think that they've got sort of a similar build on their team with the experience and then also the couple of young guys that are coming up too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. I'm also curious about the uh, Czech women. We didn't even talk about them at all. 
No, Davidova and Yuslova. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they had, I forgot her name, but pretty young athlete that had a couple of good results and they still have some yeah. older ones. Uh, for Borna Kova, on yeah. Team. Yeah, so yeah. it should be uh, should be fun to watch. We need to check in with Eagle. Pardon me? We need to check oh, in Eagle, with Eagle, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's probably on the farm. We can see how the cows are doing. Yeah, that's very possible. <laughs> um, so, no, what I was going to do, and I know it's kind of cheap, but uh, so on the Biathlon World website, after the season, they came out with 10 questions. Uh oh. Uh, what do you remember of the season? And I thought it would be interesting to just quickly go over it. Okay. But now I'm just thinking do I actually see the right answers? Uh, we'll just quickly go through them. Do you remember who won the first sprint of the season for the women? Was it first Julia Simon, Hannah Oberg, or Lisa Hauser? Oh, it was Lisa Hauser. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Norway. You Norme. asked me that question. Of course, I know that. Norway's <laughs> men swept sprint pursuit and relay in Hochfilsen. Who anchored the Norwegian men to relay victory? Tariabo, Sturleholm Lagreit, or Vetle Christiansen? Was it not Christiansen? Sorry? Was it, it was Christensen? It Christensen? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh, women's sprint in Annecy had a surprising result. Who got her first World Cup victory? Um, Anna Magnuson. Yeah. Magnuson. It was your girl. <laughs> uh, we started 2023 you in Pokemon You know what's funny about Anna though, is that uh, when I think of it, I don't think of uh, Magnuson first. I think of Chavot. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember that I... there's a picture of her being lifted up on the teammate's shoulders. And that's huh. the that's the first image that comes to mind. The picture that is stuck in my mind is the one I did for the uh, the picture for the podcast of, of uh, Johannes Tinges bow yeah, all over the fair. place with his that's legs fair. in the air. Yeah, so spend a bit of time on that. <laughs> that's the first one that comes up. Why you stared at it for long enough? It's just burned in. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, and I I wanted to mention the uh, the image that is with this podcast. In case you're wondering, it's uh basically a replica of the film poster of Return to uh, of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe, you know, kind of in between questions, also good to mention that Matthias will be a uh, guest for another episode this summer. Um, we're definitely trying to connect with Claire Egan to have her on as we discussed in Camor. And uh, Christian Wolf has also agreed already. And hopefully we can add uh, a couple of other people that we're still working on. But uh if you hadn't figured out the uh, the link with Star Wars, then uh, here it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually, it's uh, really quickly, good. Uh, we'll quickly yeah. go on. Uh, Swiss team reached a podium in Pokoyuka in a relay. The women's, yeah. the single mixed or the mixed? Uh, single mixed. With? Who was on it? Yeah. Uh, Hartweg and um, Becerga. Right. And they did have a good result at the uh, World Championships with Hauser and, was it Komet? No. Komets, yep. Komets, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. um, That's fascinating. Anyway, yeah, yeah, sorry. Keep which going. president did Johannes Stingesbo receive after his master, mass start victory in Rupolding? Superman cape, King's crown, or Hulk gloves? That was the, it was, was it, was it Christensen with the Hulk clubs? I, I, somebody had Hulk clubs. 
Is that I'm what you're going, going for? Yeah, I'm going with the whole clubs. Correct. Okay. It's I couldn't remember if it was five. him or Christensen. Dorothy Weir claimed to sprint in Antholtz, but which French athlete was only three seconds from taking the win? Chloe Chevalier, Lou Jamonot, or Caroline, Caroline Colombo? Uh, uh, Jean Monod? No, it's Chloe. Was I think really? Jean Monod was, um, she was leading after the third shooting, but then uh, blew oh, it in the fourth. And then, and then, I'm and not then, sure if that was the same race, yeah. but, uh, yeah. yeah. I just, I had an image uh, of her being, anyway, yeah. There was a very unusual result um, in a women's pursuit in Nova Mesto. Roisland, Tandrevold, and Chevalier, Chevalier Boucher were the top three. But what was so unusual? Photo finish between the top three, same podium as the sprint, or a one-minute gap between them? Oh, I, I don't remember at all. I think it was the sprint that they finished in the same order. Yeah. Okay. You could have convinced um, me of any one of those. Yeah, I was totally lost. Benedict Dahl secured the in individual victory in Ostersund. It was his first ever 2020, his first mm. ever discipline globe victory, or his first ever World Cup victory. Oh, 2020. 2020, yeah. Because I remember we talked about that afterwards. And I think Claire Egan mentioned how just crazy difficult it was. Uh-huh. Uh, women's sprint score remained thrilling until the last competition in Holmokollen. Who secured the Discipline Globe in the end. Vitazzi, Veer, or Herman Wick? Herman, was it Herman Wick? Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, last question. Which athlete started Contiolachti individual and finished Homo Colon mass start his season with the second place? Hartvig, oh, Stalder, Hartvig. Giacomel. Our man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause That's that, good. That stunning, that stunning comeback and... Uh, I shouldn't say stunning comeback, but just like the he looked so dead on his feet at times at the in the last trimester, and then just. Well, remember he he said a couple of races before the end that he was like the batteries yeah. were dead. Yeah, he said he was toasted. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, I think that was yeah, and then he comes out in the in the pursuit, and uh, was there a pursuit, and then uh, he, I can't remember there was something with Jacamel and losing a place. And mm -hmm. uh, it changed the points up a little bit. Kind and of up and just, down. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, and then Hartveig came out and just just went crazy. There's on an that. article about that that duo on uh, Biathlon World with some really yes. nice graphics. Oh, did somebody, so some somebody we know uh, make them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I just uh, do you remember like uh, Hartveig just like flying away from Christensen in the last lap? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're just, like, what do you mean, dead battery? Yeah, yeah, dead batteries, man. You look like you're supercharged. Yeah, yeah. you look great. I think we did pretty well there. Sorry? I think we did pretty well on those questions. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Between the two of Maybe us, I, I think we got find some tougher ones. Yeah, seriously. Maybe you need to Especially make some with like a baby stuff. brain. It's, uh... Yeah, I feel pretty good. Well, actually, yeah. it's, this is actually my superpower. I'm so used to being awake at odd hours that... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, do this at three o'clock in the morning. I'll ace it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, it, you can no longer have an excuse for missing a race now because oh, no. I mean, as a, this is, as a parent so, of a baby, you you have to be able to get up anytime. Oh no no no! So the uh, uh, the twenty twenty one the the winter of twenty twenty one when Ben was born, I 
didn't miss a race because I was always up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it didn't matter the time I was awake. <laughs> yeah. Anything else that uh, comes up in, in your mind about what's uh, going on? I, I'm really excited about getting back into doing the podcast again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe me, like the last uh, seven, eight weeks have been awesome. Um, you know, but I, I kind of miss this too. So, uh, yeah, excited about getting back into it and being able mm-hmm. to to dive back into our, our biathlon family world and, and just reconnect Absolutely. with everybody. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not uh, sure if we'll be able to pull it off every week, but uh we'll do our best. Yeah. And uh hopefully we uh I think we wanted to start one or two weeks earlier, but just didn't seem to work out and then my 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 son broke his fingers and <laughs> seemed to be always so, something coming up, so yeah, and well, and I think most of the time it was on my end. So, but it's uh, oh, all good. I'm I'm excited to 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 jump back into it. I'll start writing again too. Um, I've I've got a couple. Oh, that's of, what I was going to ask. Can yeah. people uh, expect to see anything soon? They will. Yeah. So I'll start writing again. I've got a big piece on on Stirla Home Lagride. I teased right before Alex was born, um, and uh, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna post it uh, all and. A little bit, and then I'll repost it again as the season gets closer, so people you don't can want to start over, just to make sure everything is oh, correct. No, no. <laughs> uh, but the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start writing some more history pieces, just because I was a history nice. major in college, and that sort of triggers my my brain a little bit. So I like it. Um, so uh, I'll start start building out there. Do yeah. you have any any projects in the works? I know you said the um, yeah, just the, uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Vogt, and I, I have a couple of ideas that I want to work out, but uh, yeah, still. Uh, working on Vanessa first and then excellent. We'll see what, uh, what comes up after that. All right. Well, hey. thanks everyone for listening. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, well, we kept it right around an hour. I think this is like our I know. shortest, our shortest. I was trying to cut you off ever. to be under an hour, but <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't changed. You should, you should know that that's not going to work. <laughs> Maybe I'll just increase the, the speed uh, <laughs> when I finalize the, the thing and then, we can no, keep what's, it under an hour. No. There are enough enough pauses. I'm sure you can cut out a couple minutes. Nah, it's all good. All right. Um, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening, and uh, absolutely for everybody who's been patiently waiting for us. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be definitely back more often. Like I said, hopefully every week, but I'm not sure we can pull that off. But yeah, just waiting on uh, waiting on a couple of responses for for interviews, and we'll get rolling on those. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we absolutely can get going as soon as this week. Respond to us. Yes. <laughs> All, right. All right. Sounds good. Take care. See you guys. Bye. Bye.